it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. Well, I'll tell you what, we now have the Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirts. We may be giving one away in the next little while. If you like owning really weird and useless things. It is Game 7, Seattle and Dallas, 6.50 left in the first period. Kellen Kennedy down the hallway at the 6.30, Chad, uh, what do you call that? The control room. Yes, the control booth. Hello. <laughs> uh, we ha- Chelsea uh, Bird said she's uh, no longer interested in the playoffs. We are, though. You and I are. Uh, I, I'll be more interested if Seattle beats Dallas tonight, let me tell you. Because uh, you're the same way you feel about the Panthers, I feel that way about the Kraken. You're, you're riding the Kraken, eh? Yeah. That would be that would be quite the scene to see somebody ride a kraken. That'd be like riding one of those big worm, worms in Dune. That would be quite yeah. the scene for, for a Stanley Cup final. For the two the people who understood the, the for the for the two <laughs> people who understood the Dune reference. Oh yeah, Reed, those worms are big. Everybody else is like, what is he talking about? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Jester texting the show. He says, "Reed saw you on Global News. Thought you summed up the series pretty well. Tough to win a championship with a rookie goaltender. Skinner has room for improvement with the right goalie coach. He will improve." That is from Jester. Meanwhile, Merv says, "I think Woodcroft failed in his first crisis moment as an Oilers coach. He wouldn't put Campbell in, even though Skinner clearly looked fatigued and Vegas kept shooting low glove." He wouldn't give Holloway a chance to bring speed and physicality to the lineup. Merv goes on to say, don't get me wrong, the Oilers still have some holes to fix, but the coach's job is to give his team its best chance to win, and Woody didn't do that. He was ultimately just as stubborn as Tibbet when push came to shove. That was an email I got to Inside Sports at 630ched.com. Yeah, I mean, there's... Nobody is... I mean, we can analyze anything. If you got criticism, you can say it. Uh, I did cut off the one guy. You would like this, Kellen. We did have a caller who say McDavid doesn't care about I winning. heard yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to entertain stuff that's obviously just angry and, and off the wall. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I think Woody's a good coach. I also think Cassidy's a good coach. And maybe Cassidy pushed uh, more of the right buttons did than, than Woodcroft did in this series. 780-496-0063 is the Certainty Hotline. Rick has called in tonight. Hello, Rick. Hey, Reed. Uh, you know, the same. it's the same issue. So they, they still don't have a goaltender. And you know what? Hats off to uh, Skinner. I mean, he's a rookie goalie. Um, he did a terrific job all year. But, you know, the playoffs are a different animal. And, and you get down to the final four, final eight teams, you got shooters like that coming at you. Um, so here's here's my prediction. Um, they trade Skinner to some uh, some up and coming team that's kind of in the rebuild, and uh, they find um, they find a goaltender like Gibson or. Wait, they trade else there. Skinner or they trade Campbell? 
No, trade Skinner. Skinner is, is more valuable than Campbell. And you've got to, and here's the deal, you've got to trade something to get something. But here's the issue. The issue, as you know, the issue is McDavid and the issue is Drysaddle. When they're going to sign, are they going to sign? How are, how are they going to put it? Yeah. Listen, this window is closing very, very quickly. So my prediction is Skinner gets traded to a team that's in the rebuild mode and they get a goaltender who's on the other end looking to win a championship. You know, you know, Burns went to Carolina. I mean, you know, his okay. career is coming to, yeah. So there you okay, go. Listen, don't, Rick, listen. Rick, don't hang yeah. up. Don't hang up. Yeah. I'm going to throw okay. something out there, and I'm going to be honest here. I have not sure. put a lot of thought into this. Because yeah. uh, you listen to the show sometimes, and I like it when people explain their thoughts. So I have to right. be a little hard on myself here. I'm going to throw something out that I haven't put a lot of thought into. But in conversations sure. with colleagues and buddies, I've thrown this out there. Because you'd have to make other, you'd have to involve other things to make this work. What if you tried to trade Jack Campbell for Connor Hellebuck? Well, you know what? Good luck. Uh, in, in Hellebuck's you know what? got one year left. What if he wants out of Winnipeg? Hey, you know what? I, I'm in. I think that's a heck of a, a heck of an idea. And you know what? They can make that work. But here's here's my take. Um, if you know hockey, Campbell hasn't got it. Maybe he never had it. I don't know. But the reason they didn't put Campbell in is because he just doesn't have it. And okay, so that day, so I think what you're saying, Rick. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I, I think you've made your point. But I, I stay on the line though. So what you're yeah. saying is the decision to play Skinner isn't a Skinner problem or a Woodcroft problem. It's a Campbell problem. No, it's, well, yeah. Actually, it's a, it's not a Ken Holland problem. It's a Daryl Cates problem. Because uh, Daryl Cates, he came to the microphone. He's the one that said it. He said, it's on me. This is on me. The mess is on me. Well, you know what? I was a bigger Oiler fan. Uh, years ago, and I, I'm not so much an Oiler fan. Uh, all my family and friends know that. I won't tell you my last name because it would embarrass me. But, but uh, I'm I've lost uh, a lot of faith in you don't uh, have the Edmonton to give your last name. No, I'm just saying. But, uh, but uh, you know, Daryl Cates has made a mess of this, and they're four years behind where they should have been. Four well, years. I mean, I think a lot of things. It might be longer than that if you look how many years they well, missed you, the playoffs. Rick, thanks, man. Well, we got to oh, go. Hey, hey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That is Rick. 780 496 0063. Terry says the Oilers have somehow found a way to get worse despite having two of its two of the top scores in hockey. There was no threat after 97 and 29, and I'm sick of hearing about the Ryan, McLeod, and Fogel line. They actually only had a couple of good games. The team is a long way from a championship. Uh, well, I would strongly disagree that the Oilers got worse than last season. I, I think they are better than last season. Do I think there are still flaws? Yes. Do, do they need a little more scoring? Sure. They still don't really have a top six. They have a top five. Um, you know, could they use more experience on the back end? Sure. Could they still use a little bit more gamesmanship, nastiness, whatever you want to call it? Sure. But I, I do think this year's club was better than last year's club. Just my opinion. Uh, we got Rob on the line as well. Hey, Rob, go ahead. Hey, how are you doing, Reed? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with a couple of callers. We're just a couple pieces away, and, and uh, you know, just in stating what you said, I think we had a better year than last year. Um, but my thought, because I'm a season ticket holder, I go to quite a few of the games, and from what I saw is we, I think we got to focus in on team defense as a whole. Yeah. 
But with that being said, if you look at the games that we played against L.A. and the ones that we won versus the ones we lost, and same with the Vegas series, we actually, when we backtrack and we, you know, get back on our, on our, uh, on our toes and we, and we start to back check a bit, we actually end up winning that game. Yeah. So when we can preach team defense to the whole team, I think that's got to be the focus for next year, including a couple pieces. But offense, I don't think is a problem. Offense is going to come naturally because we got some of the, you know, the two top scorers in the league. I think this is just going to come naturally. I think we got to be focused in on team defense. Well, and the power play should keep scoring. I, I agree. And I and I thought, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a little ashamed. I didn't even point this out last night. A caller to Bob earlier today made a good point. The Oilers lost six playoff games. Obviously, they had yeah. the lead in every game. They yeah. had the lead in every game. Now, yeah. a one nothing lead does not guarantee a win, but I mean, the team that scores first usually wins about two thirds of the time. So yeah. that's not that's not great that the Oilers. A, they couldn't defend well enough, and, and you probably heard Brownie after some of the games. They also couldn't extend. They played well yeah. enough to be up 3-1 after the first period yesterday, and maybe that yeah. changes the complexion of the game. They couldn't extend. Part of that was on Hill. Part of that probably, you know, I talked to somebody today who I, I trust. I always call some ex-players who live in and around Edmonton from time to time, and he said they still try to be too fancy, even the depth guys. you got to play yeah. in straight lines. Well, and people keep browbeating the thing about the goalie situation. If you look at Aiden Hill, how many how many playoff games has he played, and how many has he won? When uh, you run into a hot goalie, you run into a hot goalie. Well, yeah, he just playoff career just started for right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He played great and, last night, no doubt about that. Oh, oh for sure. And I I think we just got to keep going with Stuart Skinner, and yeah, if we have to trade Campbell, we do, but. I think we're just missing a couple more pieces and a little bit more focus on team defense, and I think we're going to win a cup. Well, I hope so. Uh, and I know, you know the other caller mentioned about McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yes, as we get closer here, their contracts are going to become the, an issue and a talking point unless they both extend in a year and then in, in two years for Dreisaitl and McDavid, uh, respectively. Yeah, I, again, I, the Oilers, I, I remember, and I think this was the year before, I think this was the 14-15 season. So they wound up winning the draft lottery. So this was before we knew they were going to get McDavid, and really everything changed. You know, Rob and I were doing overtime open line, and I, Rob and I started talking about how many players away are they from making the playoffs? Not being very good, just being good enough to maybe barely get in. And Rob said, well, at least 10, but probably more likely 14. You know, at that point, they had Hall, Eberle. Uh, I can't remember who was on the team. But I mean, they had some decent players. But basically, Rob was saying they needed about three quarters of a new team just to be competitive enough to make the playoffs. We're not in that stage. I don't think they need 14 new players to win the Stanley Cup. Who knows? Maybe by the trade deadline next year, they could have four or five new players, right, that, that could be having an impact in some way. Harry on the line as well. Harry, thanks for calling. Hey, how are you, Reed? Pretty good. Hey, Reed, I'm gonna. I actually wrote this out to just try and be calm and not have an emotional response. So I'm just gonna motor really quickly, but I want to talk about your MB uh, sure. thing. So I called in because I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you talk about Connor Hellebuck, and that's exactly what I was thinking all day long. I think we need to do whatever we do to actually get a Vesna level goalie in our net. And I mean, frankly, I don't know which which one you get rid of. If we can buy out Camel, they'll have the bitter pill, but that's oh. above my pay grade. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is 
I honestly think something needs to be done about our goal coach. You can't have, I think, goalies making the same mistakes on a repetitive basis. Case in point, the number of goals that went by Skinner's skate and the post, I count three if you count Mark Stone's wraparound. That's stuff that needs to be coached out, and I just don't see that happening. You take a look at the pedigree of goal coaches. Ranford, L.A., I think Rolison is Tampa Bay, right? Uh, well, he's not doing it anymore, I don't think. Anymore. But he has been a goalie and coach. Sean Burke now with Vegas yep. coaching Aiden Hill. I mean, that's case in point. Uh, next point really fast. Dave Manson, I'm having some doubts about his ability to actually coach our defense. If you take a look at our defense, it's a herd mentality like the kids that play between the first and second period in the regular season. They just go to the puck like that. What goal was it that March or so scored when it went off um, Skinner, landed right on the goal line, and there were two people behind all of our D in the crease. Um, you know, Bob Stoffer mentioned this diamond formation that was being used against us, but that's one thing you notice with, with Vegas. They had that area in front of their goalie locked down, yep. and they rarely deviated from it. Um, to Ken Holland, I cannot find any criticism for his actions at the deadline. I think he did an absolutely amazing job. I, I would defy any other GM to have had that level of success. Having said that, I think his use of the cap at the beginning of the season with Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto was not money well spent. The numbers would support it based on production, but that $6 million that could have been saved could have been used at the trade deadline for another person I was highly hoping we'd get was Barbashev. Barbashev oh, had that... Barbashev had that MB factor that you like and which I think we needed. And, you know, the thing is that any move that you make for this team, you can't take flyers. You can't go based on hope. You have to basically have a Vegas Kings approach where you're very clinical about it. Take a look at what they did with Flurry. They didn't think Flurry was going to get them to the goal. They parted away from him. Patch, you're ready, gone. But my point in saying that is, if you had actually just done a straight black and white analysis of those players, I actually don't think we would have brought them back. We're not in the business, I think, of sacrificing everything that Drysaddle and McDavid have done in their careers and the efforts they put forward to surround them with people that we're hoping on a wing and a prayer will be able to get the job done. Sorry, I'm going to go really fast here. I only have two more points. Yeah, do it quick. Uh, yeah, one of them was, again, I don't think Skinner is a 1A. I think he's a very good 1B with a really good quality coach in Hellebuck, a goal coach in Hellebuck, I think we're well on our way next year. Lastly, Woodcroft, I think, has poor game management. I know that it's brought up on the show a few times about calling a timeout. There should be some de facto rule that if you get two back-to-back goals in under 30 seconds, call a timeout. Give the guys a breather, break the momentum. You know, pulling Skinner when it's 4-2 to two in that, was it the fifth game, I think? Yeah, fifth game? The game's out of reach. If he had actually thought about it and pulled him at the third goal, we're just going for one tying goal, not trying to work our way at a two. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, man. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts. Well, I, well, Harry, I think you did a very good job. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can hit on everything that you said. Uh, the timeout thing gets debated a lot. A lot of coaches will try to save it. Um, I'm not even sure where else to go. I just thought that was a good call by Harry. He hit, a, he hit on a lot of stuff and explained himself very well. All right, 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet.
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, first period over in Dallas. No score. Game seven stars against the Kraken. The winner plays Vegas in the West Final. Carolina and Florida in the East Final. They uh, haven't put out any schedules yet. Maybe they'll just do it a couple hours before the game. Kellen, speaking of getting messages, I, you'll never guess. Well, you might guess eventually. Hmm. But I, I got a text from uh, from a, a very important part of Ched's history today, a, an Edmonton broadcasting legend. Okay. Do you know who it was? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> should I name names? Or? Yeah, who do you think it was? Uh, was it Halsey? No, it was Bob Layton. Oh, okay. Close. Even better. So I, here's the thing. <laughs> I got this text from somebody because I did this thing that was on global television about 20 after 5. So I get this text that says, looking great on global TV and a well-thought-out analysis of the Oilers' season. Mm-hmm. And it's signed Bob, and that's it. I don't have the number in my phone. And I was like, well, who is this? So I text back, said, my apologies, I don't have you in my phone, Bob. What's your last name? He writes back, Leighton, ha, 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 ha. So now I'm freaked out because I got this text from Bob Leighton, and because I didn't know who it was from, I didn't read it in my head in the Bob Leighton voice. Ah, so you had to reread Looking it. Looking great on global TV <laughs> and a well-thought-out analysis of the Oilers' season. I didn't read it that way to myself, so now I'm disappointed. But I guess I just read it that way now. Oh, one would wonder what his editorial would have been about the Oilers' loss last night. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hit me with a couple on your end, Kellen. Well, you're talking about the MB factor, and it's a very polarizing topic on the text lines oh, here. Oh, good. Case in point, our first two texts. Lonnie from Tabor says, no, they don't have enough MB. Then we go to Jace. Who <laughs> That's all Lonnie it. had to say. Okay, and then we had, But then we go to Jace right after and said, ha, 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 they all have MB. Okay. So one for and one against. That's I all guess. Well, I <laughs> well, I think uh, Jace thinks it's a good idea. He just thinks the Oilers have enough of it. Now, the Oilers are more of that team. Adding Kane, adding Ekholm. You know, Hyman's can, Hyman can be a bit of a pain. Bukestad can be a bit of a pain. But, you know, was it, was it always there often enough? Well, I guess they lost, so they, they wasn't. Mm-hmm. Wade says, Reed, do you think the Oilers sought as sufficient to beat Los Angeles? They didn't seem to be as emotionally connected to this series. Uh, well, no, I don't think they sought as sufficient to beat Los Angeles. I do think it was a very emotional series against the Kings. The games were tense. There were three overtime games. There was some controversy. There was blown leads. There was the history of last year's series. The Ve- I-, I guess I would sort of agree, Wade, that the Vegas series didn't always feel the same. Maybe that's just because the games weren't as close, but but no, I don't think the Oilers saw it as sufficient to beat Los Angeles. I mean, they, they wanted to go much deeper. I don't think they were happy just getting out of the first round. Uh, hit me with a couple before the news here, Kellen. Yes, uh, James Sexton says, Reed, I guess the Oilers couldn't get over the hill in this series. Well, that's clever. I, that, that is pretty good. Hill, it says, yeah, there. That, anyway. is, that is pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Principe. And uh, Nick texts in and says, Oilers maybe not that far away. One less bad play, one more good play per game per player would have been a difference. P.S. One more save per game also. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's, like, I don't think they're a disaster of a team, but th- they were uh, a very good team that didn't play quite well enough in a series against another very good team. 
I got a trivia question. We're going to give away a, an Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirt. So if you like weird and useless stuff, or if you like this weird and useless host, get on the phone line, 780-496-0063. It's uh, a question about the 2017 Oilers in the playoffs.